Welcome to RenovatingRichesRadio.com With your hosts, Dennis Rodriguez and Ricardo Rosales The show where we talk about turning rags into riches We are not responsible if this is not work for you. Read the fine print notes. Do not believe a word we say. Results may vary depending on how much self-education and due diligence you do. This is only for the action takers and serves as entertainment. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Dennis Rodriguez. I'm here with our other host, Ricardo Rosales. And we have our first repeat interview uh, with uh, Mr. Robert Cannon. From We Buy Houses, Robert, or We Buy Houses, Cash, uh, one of the, uh, I mean, Houston's top wholesalers. He's uh, grinding and hustling out there. How are you, Robert? I'm doing wonderful, man. Thank you guys for inviting me out again. We're so happy to have you again, and today we're going to have a very, very interesting topic that um, not too many people know about. Well, they do, but some people that are really newbies ask themselves, you know, what the heck are bandit signs why do they call them that so we're going to talk a little bit about that but ricardo el, el signo de los bandidos that's what we're going to talk about the <laughs> bandit signs bandit signs so um first of all if you haven't seen the previous uh interview where we uh well we interview robert uh go back or go into our website or youtube channel and find it you know it's very very interesting you know robert talks about you know how he got started um all the you know, the different things he went through in life that brought him to where he is right now. Um, and he's hustling. He's doing really well. But that show is very, very interesting. Um, I, I was very surprised very with, with Robert because I didn't know a lot of the details behind Robert, right? So I was inspired myself. So so um, one of the good things is we'll bring you quality caliber people into our show. We definitely do. And yeah. Robert is one of them. And by the way... We were in Vegas together for a couple of days. Uh, Robert was out there at the Tenex conference. He was just—he had a crew. He had a whole crew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mastermind friends from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. We're gonna say hap uh, hi to uh, our friends Rashad and and his crew in Atlanta. Um, we Bob connected. Morris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we connected, LA. and um, and we did a mastermind that I, I got invited to that I didn't know they had, and it was actually a pretty good stuff. But uh, maybe Robert can talk a little bit about that. You know, what, what's the mastermind thing about, and how can people wait, you know let, get in touch? Let, with let's you? get to it in a little bit. I don't want I don't want to get because I, I want these people to understand what the secrets of bandit signs are because they do work. Okay. Uh, we don't use them, Rob, just so you know. But the only reason we don't use them is be because we're we're mastering the the direct mailing portion of it, mm -hmm. which Robert is here adding value. He's like, hey man, let's let's I, I want to get going with some some of those direct mailings, and I'm picking his brains on this ma on this on this bandit sign. So there is an exchange of of information, right? But the truth is. While we were in Vegas at the 10X conference with uh, Mr. Grant Cardone uh, and, and, and all the other um, presenters, uh, I told Robert, I said, Robert, because he started telling us all the stories about these bandit signs. And yeah, we asked him, you know, I mean, what, are, what exactly are you doing for your marketing over there in Houston? And, and he told us, you know, for the most part, it's bandit signs. So we decided that, yeah, you know what, we want to touch on that topic because we haven't really covered it. Yeah, we never covered it. We, we just say that you can do it. Mm -hmm. You know, you can go to a corner, stick it into it, and 
or posted on the like we did it. We used to post them with a big uh, stapler, the stapler thing on the, the telephone poles. On the telephone poles, but we're not the experts on bandit signs. Let's have Robert explain to us exactly. First of all, Robert, this is one of your marketing venues. You know, this is one of the tools you use to market yourself. Absolutely. Find motivated buyers. I mean, sellers. Absolutely. So, so. To people that don't know anything, let's start with what is a bandit sign? A bandit sign is a core player sign. Um, it can be a, uh, white or yellow, and you can find those at local um, um, places where people sell signs or banners and things like that. So it's just a regular plastic, um, like, rectangle, big rectangle sign. I okay. use small and big ones. I, I have one here I'm going to show people, but I'm going to show the white side because we're going to talk about, a little bit later, we're going to talk about how not to do bandit signs, and this is the example, but let me show it to you on the white side. This is it, right? So, like Robert said, it's it's kind of like a plastic material that... You know what you can do? Just grab one of... Uh, Neil, can, can we get one of those uh, markers real quick? Um, the uh, probably the the green or the red or the, the red market. Let me get that red market real quick. Thank you, sir. What are you gonna do, like Man. the the, the, the let, market? Let, let, <laughs> so this is this is how you do a bandit sign, Robert. How will you do a bandit sign? Because um, there's several ways people yeah, do. I mean, it's, it's several ways you can you, you can, can have either, them typed, right? Right. You can have them printed out, or you can have them um, handwritten. You can either use a name. Or you can use we buy houses, I buy houses. So it's 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 um it's whatever your preference is. Mm -hmm. My name is Robert. I like to use Rob. You know, I even use my my student's name Matt. I may put Matt right there. Okay. So it's whatever preference that you have. You know, I might. Uh, let's just, let's just do a one. So this, this is this is creating a bandit sign live. We're creating a bandit sign live. Okay. But this is what we want to do for the people that got a limited, very limited budget. You go get you the cheapest piece of cardboard that you can use for sticking it into the ground with a couple of little sticks. And hope it doesn't rain because if you use cardboard. Well, <laughs> but but some people don't have budget, right? They're struggling. They only got minus $50 to their name. They're trying to figure it out, man, how do I get started on this? Thing? This is what you do. You pick up something like that, right. and then you grab a marker, and you do what Robert is about to do. Which is, we buy houses. See that? Don't don't put your phone number. Cash. Right. <laughs> I just come up with like a like a nine 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 something yeah, like you that, can right? Put any number. So nine 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 nine. I wonder who owns that number. So then you put the phone number, and that's it, man. You got yourself a bandit sign. You got yourself a bandit sign. That fast. That's easy. how you market it. If you do a thousand of those, I guarantee you're going to pick up a property. And your hand is going to hurt. Your hand Absolutely. will hurt. Uh, <laughs> but that's why you got kids and stuff like that, that you can make them do the signs for. <laughs> right. <you>. And, <laughs> and, and that's exactly what I do. I pay um, teenagers. I pay teenagers to help me with good handwriting. And sometimes I, I have them to use letters so it can look more professional. You know, um, I wouldn't just put that out there, but I'd make sure it's big, it's right. And making sure the number is seen as well. So right. I train folks on how to, you know, put them properly, even though if they handwritten. Good. So that that's okay. Why do they call them bandit signs? 
Well, that's just the name I got when I got into real estate. I heard bandit signs and I stuck with that. But <laughs> a, a bandit sign is pretty much, I guess, because it's sitting on side of the road and stake or on because the pole. Because bandits put them up. So um, yeah, what, what I've heard, and again, I'm pretty sure there's like different stories, but what I've heard is that in some places they are like either illegal or they they don't like them, like the city code, stuff like that. So it's kind of like it's you're doing something bad. Yeah, some, <laughs> some, some, so some some cities are not; they don't allow it. Okay, and they actually find the person that puts them up. So that's why somebody gave it the name of Bandit Signs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whoever did it should have trademarked it. He would have made a killing because <laughs> everybody calls it Bandit Signs now. Uh, but unfortunately, they didn't. So now we, we all call it a Bandit Sign and everybody buys Bandit Signs, but that person is not collecting royalties. So if you're out there and you invented his name, man, you're missing out. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So you said that you train your guys on how to, how to write it. First of all, It has to be a legible um, handwrite. If you're going to handwrite, then make sure it's legible because remember, you're going to be putting these at what? Intersections, intersections. By side of the road. So people are driving by, not necessarily stop at a traffic light and have time to read it. So you, it, it has to be something that they can read real quick, you know, very simple message and very big font so they can see it while they're driving or they're at a distance, correct? Right, correct. So. Where do you normally put these signs? And do you do it yourself or you have people that work with you that put them in? Great question. I started off putting them out myself. Okay. You that, know, that you walk. So that's what I call walking the talking. He's not going to go tell his students now to go put them up do, when he didn't do it himself. Yeah. Do something right. that you have done yourself. Right. 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 Absolutely. That's how you get the best experience to be able to train people. Mm -hmm. Right. So I put them out a lot of times myself. You know, I put out two. 100, 200 signs a night myself. It took me some hours, but I did. I, I was able to figure out the destinations and the marketing, you know, not being a competition with other um, wholesalers or investors, people that's putting signs out. Mm -hmm. so, and do you normally put them in the ground with a stake or you nail them or stapler to like telephone poles? Well, I do both. You do both? I always okay. was trained to do both because, you know, you got people that would take your signs down so they can put their sign up. Right. If you stapling your sign and putting enough of them in there, they don't got time to be trying to snack. That's too much energy. I see. Yeah. And, and and on that topic, let me give people a little tip here. And you, I'm pretty sure you know this, but can you can you give? Uh, I mean, hand me the, the sign again. Okay. When you're gonna order them online, some some places ask if you want the flutes horizontal or vertical, right? And what does that mean is that If you were able to look at the sign up close, in this one, the flutes, which is like kind of like the veins that run through the plastic, on this sign they run horizontal. Well, if you're gonna stick them in the ground, you need to put a stake Absolutely. here in order to stick them in the ground. So any sign that's gonna go in the ground in a stake, you need to order them with vertical flutes so you can insert the stake. Now, if you're gonna put them in telephone poles, You're better off ordering them with horizontal flutes because that way when you staple it to the telephone pole and the wind blows, it's harder to bend the sign if it's horizontal. If you do vertical, it's very easy to, to bend it, see? Absolutely. So there you go. That's my, my free advice or tip of the day. 
Make sure you order wow. yeah, vertical fluids if you're going to stake them, horizontal fluids if you're going to stake them. That, that's why it's good to have an engineer on your team because he, no, can, some he people, can think about all that stuff. I, you I've, know? Seen it in so, <laughs> I've seen it in so many forums. What's the difference between vertical and horizontal fluids? What should, and that is the difference. It depends if you're going to put them in a stake in the ground or hang them in the, in the telephone pole. Hey, Neil, so why can't I hear myself again? There's yeah, our, our producer is um, playing with the... With me. the I can mixer over there. <laughs> I can hear them, but I cannot hear myself. So, anyways. So, that's a good tip, man. It is a good that's, tip. That's so, yeah. So you might have learned something new today, right? Absolutely. So, so yeah. It's, it, yeah, if you're going to ha- put them in the pole, order with the horizontal fluids. It's going to be harder for the wind to bend them. So, what's the difference between handwriting them versus having them print? I mean... Is there really, in terms of the response, is there really a difference? Have you noticed? Absolutely. And that's a good question. Um, I've been doing bandit science since I first entered this business, right? So my budget allowed me to be able to do the handwritten signs. So I got to master those, and I was putting them out in other areas, but the way I was getting the most calls was from the lower demographic areas. Because it's a psychology, people are able to relate because they feel like that's they dealing with one person or somebody from, you know, from the community or something like that. Because if if I test it out that if I put printed signs in the lower demographic areas, folks think that's more of a commercial person or company, the big company putting out signs. Absolutely, and that's the difference. Because I still I do both, printed and handwritten, and handwritten give me more um, calls from the lower demographic areas or where houses might be under a hundred thousand or under seventy five thousand. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's all about psychology. So, you know, it's kinda funny because we use the same psychology in our letters, right? Uh but we don't really think about demographics anymore. We just think about the subconscious mind and how people can relate to it. Uh but if you are if you are putting science in the ghetto, you wanna make sure you handwrite them. Absolutely. Because that's how that's that's his recommendation is look man, people are gonna actually relate better to something that's handwritten and it's gonna be cheaper for you, it's just more time consuming. Absolutely. Um, you know, you're gonna be hours in there just writing them down, but or having someone do it. Or uh, yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, I, I would tell people just go do yourself first, you know. Put your hand in it, put your signature in it, make it ugly or something that people can relate to and you're, because what 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 we really want to see is people having good results and success, right? So mm-hmm. that's the only reason why we're doing this, and and we we brought Robert to 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 share his experience with about bandit signs because he's really mastered these bandit signs, uh, you know, in 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 his areas. I'm not gonna talk about areas specifically because then they'll be able to tell who he is. But uh, but anyways, um, you know, if you're if you're putting bandit signs in half a million dollar homes maybe the bandit sign is not a good thing to do just for the fact that they don't like the area to be dirty with all these plastic things you know mm-hmm. all over the place you might want to do a billboard or something like that that's mm-hmm. more professional because they're this is people looking to connect with professional people they oh i'm gonna sell my house to a professional buyer so they will go look at the people that put up money for a billboard as opposed to you know putting a a a a band sign on, on on an area like that so that's the psychology behind it he already mastered it he knows how to do it you know he'll tell you hey if you go to a house that it's 
up to 100,000, you want you want to go with handwritten ones, maybe up to uh, from 150 and above, you want to go with the printed ones cuz you know the middle class can connect better with the printed signs and and um but if you're going, you know, anything higher than you go with the billboard or because at the end of the day the billboard is going to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be more expensive. Right. Um, you know, it costs a lot more to put up there and and you got to sign contracts and things of that nature. Now, the downside with the bandit signs is that you get some of your competition will go they'll, they'll go take them down so they can put theirs on, right? Right. Absolutely. Um, they they you know and, and some some people get mad oh somebody else put another sign in my street like they own the corner yeah. or something you know <laughs> a lot uh, so so they start doing this this you know it gets personal it gets tough and then if you go um you know so robert you go you go look in an, in an area let's say Let's talk about a zip code. I'm, I don't want to mention any specific zip codes, but think about one of the zip codes we were talking about earlier. Right. And if you went to go put up uh, bandit signs, how many signs will you put on that one specific neighborhood in order to get some returns? With me, as far as like, I like to dominate, you know, certain areas. And where I'm personally buying myself, I, I go over the top. So personally, in one of those zip codes, I'm going to do at least um, like, 200 as far as um a night okay 200 a night so yeah because you put 200 tonight and maybe tomorrow there's like 50 left right because every day you got the bandit sign police out there you got people um man even the people in the community take signs sometimes right you know so. i do I, well, I, hey man, I'm a I'm a bandit sign hater. I drive to I'm going to my house and I, I saw a bunch of little bandit signs about not buying houses, but it's, it's about sprinklers, termites, sprinkler. I was like, man, this thing makes my neighborhood look ugly. I'm taking them off, you know. So just so, so you know, there you go. If you're a sprinkler guy or termite guy, and someone's taking your sign, <laughs> I'm not gonna say where, but um, they look like me. You know what? Okay, no, never mind. I'm, I, I, we'll, we'll wait that for a little bit. But now, before we go into, like, what are the pros and the cons, if there's someone that's brand new and they're taking notes, you mentioned that you go out at night to hang these signs. Absolutely. Why? I, I think it's pretty obvious. But, again, let's think that someone out there doesn't know the difference. So why, why do you go at night and, and hang them? I go at night because it's less traffic because you're able to really – not be around all the traffic you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying that's for two then um you don't got a lot of people in your business because sometimes as i used to put out signs at the daytime um the city the city is still working so you want to go after hours mm -hmm. when the city is off because at, at five I, well at five is when the city get off and sometimes you got people that um alert the um police okay you no know, i've been called the police on a lot of times i used to put signs all down westheimer and people literally called the police on me while I was out putting out signs. So, um, you know, I just figured the nighttime was more or less headache to deal with folks. Mm -hmm. And you're able to just get them out there and keep going. Yeah, I've heard also that, you know, in some places people recommend that you hang them like on Friday nights. Because then you got the entire weekend Absolutely. where the CDP employees are not working. And you're at least going to have a chance that you're saying it's going to last at least two days, right? You got right. Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday morning they come and go work in the you know the public works in the city, and they normally start taking them down. But at least it gave you exposure for 
two or three days, you know, depending on you know what time of the day, Friday, you hang them. So, uh, but but you do like all day, every day of the week, yes. you're out there. Well, not five days a week. We we dominate more sign. Like, see, I got a strategy how I do my signs. You know what I'm saying? Um, I put more signs in a day towards like Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, right? Because I, I know that I have a more chance. If I, if I dominate and put, you know, a lot of signs Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, the city can't be everywhere. So my 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 process is Monday, Tuesdays, and sometimes Wednesdays. My guys are putting more signs on poles. I have more chances of my signs still being out there. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. I see. And then. Thursday and Fridays, and you put the yard yes, ones. Yes, okay. Thursday and Fridays, they really just dominate and put more signs because I still I got close to Friday and the city is off, so I got a better chance with my signs staying out out there. All right, now I I want to talk a little bit about what not to put in a sign, and I got a very good example here. <laughs> but we, you know, I don't know if that's right because we've got leads of those signs. Yeah, but we, what we were trying to accomplish with these signs was do something different. Yeah, but can I show it? Yeah, all right, absolutely. This is a sign we did long, uh, you know, long time ago, and the reason I say this is not the way to do it is because one, our website is there. Absolutely. <laughs> Robert, see, Robert is laughing because we did what you know. Some people consider everything wrong. Second thing, our real phone number was there. So guess what? <laughs> it's very easy for the city to find out who the heck is hanging these signs and we did get a call or several calls from especially well I'm not going to mention cities it was outside of the Houston area but when you do a sign like Robert was saying just be very generic with your with your you know what you put in there right, right. And, and as far as the phone number are you going to put your real phone number or what do you do for that well starting out if you just starting out and you budgeting yourself, you want to get you a Google number. Um, hook up a Google number and something that's not associating with you because the city have found a lot of folks I know off their Google number. Mm -hmm. You know, and once the city gets in your business, they document your number. So now if you place those signs anywhere else, now they're going to threaten you with fines. So okay. they got some type of system that they can look you up and and I don't know how they do that. So I create, I created um, a email with not my name associated and none of that stuff. Put made up a name and start. I, that's how I was putting my my Google numbers on different signs until I was able to build myself up and start using my systems. What I got now. Okay. All right. The so, e the evolution of the wholesaler. Number one, you go as cheap as you can because most wholesalers are trying to say, or mo not most wholesalers, but most people most people getting into wholesaling are trying to save money or not spend too much because they don't have enough. Right. Right? So yeah. the evolution is, hey, number one, you go write him down by hand. You get you a Google number. It's free. So shout out to Google Absolutely. for being wholesaler friendly. <laughs> <laughs> and and number two, you know, you get you a pe the, the, the cheapest piece of cardboard you can go get, you know, or on this case, uh, you know, plastic sign or whatever. And and you get something that can write very thick, like our markers. Now the markers are very expensive, so I would not suggest you get these market no, uh, markers because these are uh, pilot markers. These things are for training and and things of that like like that. So 
they are uh, they're gonna cost you an arm and a leg. So, but you can get a sharpie. There's get a you a sh sharpie, sharpie or, that's really thick. or something like that. You put up your own sign. Then you go in the evening. Don't do it during the day because <laughs> you're gonna get cut. And and if you do it during the day, not only the city, the neighbors, and everybody else, the neighbors like me, because I'm after people that are putting bandit signs. I Absolutely. can't get mad at Robert because he's not putting bandit signs on my street. But <laughs> if he was on my street, man, they're gonna they're gonna hear me. Because uh, I don't like bandit signs on my street. You know what? You just won something, Ricardo. Hold on. What I win? What I win? You see? I have no idea. And then he gets up and, oh, my God. He's they come with the bags, right? So, uh-oh. <laughs> what is this, man? How are you going to get in front of the camera? Like, what is that? <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> So you're officially the bandit police guy. I'm the bandit police guy, man. All right, we got we got I'm the police catch. guy. So so now I'm we need to uh, find out how this works in terms of you know how to deal with the city, right? Right. So <laughs> what Why is this, man? Ricardo is the, uh, the 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 city police, the bandit police guy. He's he, on 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 the wholesaler side. He's the the, the bad guy, right? Right. <laughs> but for citizens, it's the other way around. Ricardo is like, uh, you know, out there. Ricardo, are you are, are you with the, with us? I'm not, man. I'm like, I'm I'm here trying to catch some people now. Now, <laughs> whenever the police finds a sign, let's say you found this one. Yeah. They're gonna try to call you, right? Right. Because they don't want you to, you know, keep hanging signs. Right. So they call you, and what happens next? I mean, do you know before you answer the phone that this is probably the police or the city or ordinance or someone like that? Well, let me tell you a secret. I know I see a lot of folks, because I call a lot of band signs to see people presentations, and they'll be like, this is such and such LLC. How can I help you and stuff like that? So you're automatically giving yourself up. You're exposed now. Right. Right. So anytime you process abandoned signs, you know they're illegal. You have to kind of have some camouflage. Let, let me let me let me see some camouflage. We need camouflage. <laughs> I, I want to see some camouflage, man. We got some we got some camouflage here. I, I want to you know, and you camouflage. <laughs> Let's get you a camouflage. You see, that's how you these guys, people. You All know? right. So now you go throw. <laughs> 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 where, where, where's the other one? Where's the other one? Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Oh yeah, we need the pe the person writing the bandit sign. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, the bandit. Robert is the bandit. He's not really. Robert is the bandit. He's okay, the bandit. Robert, you're the bandit. Okay. Here you go. Okay. I'm the. Uh, Robert's the bandit. You see that? Uh, backwards. It's backwards, Robert. Okay. It's backwards. So. All right. So. See? So so now you you can't tell this is Dennis. You can't right? tell this is Dennis. <laughs> Dennis is the lady. Look, so this is how this happened. Ladies, the, uh, Dennis is the lady that is trying to become a wholesaler. All right? Okay. And and Dennis just wrote up that bandit sign. But Robert is actually the guy that is behind the whole mastermind. He's the he's the bandit. That's why he's got the... Hey, oh, we got ourselves a we, bandit. We got ourselves a bandit now. <laughs> and I'm the cop, man. So, so, so cop is calling... The lady, the crazy lady that hanged the sign. Yeah. You dial that number, and what do you do, police officer? And I go say, hello? Yes, how can I help you? <laughs> you are actually answer like that, Robert? Are no. you Are you the guy putting signs on the street? Well, um, yes, but, you know, I didn't know I can put them in that area. Well, let me tell you this. 
If you don't take the restraints down, I'm gonna I'm gonna find you three hundred dollars a sign. You follow me? I know how to find you. Okay, well, um, I will tell my team next time, and I'll try to do my best, sir. There you go. <laughs> and then two weeks later, <laughs> hey man, you still putting signs on the street? Hello, yeah. Who who's speaking? <laughs> this is the police, man. The city, the city, city of Houston. Well. How you doing, sir? Um, well, I, I hey man, you know, I ca I thought I called this number and said don't put any more signs. Right. I, now you have to say that was a different number. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's how you disguise people, man. Uh, I, we're not showing you how to do it. And let me clarify real fast before I get to that point of when we change the voice, because when a person call, you know, the city. Only reason I imitate my voices is because that, you know, a lot of times I know people that got fined, right? <laughs> yeah. And I have to process myself so that I can kind of, you know, because there's a lot of times that I have heard that the city and people will bait you in. Yeah. You know I, what I'm I've saying? I've heard that too, and I was going to so, ask about that. So in a process, the reason... Okay, the, let, let's take the... We're, we're back to ourselves. The, the whole reason I... I, I shared about the voice changes because I never want to expose myself. You see what I'm saying? And that's just what I mean by camouflage. And I use different voices. I got like five different voices I could use. And I, it's like I'm playing with the city or the police because people call the police on me and I don't want them to know my voice or my name that's so they right. can identify me. That's so right. that's the only reason why I, I changed my voice. I can, you know, I learned that when I was a child to be able to change my voices. So when, when, when people are calling, they will know you, so I do a lot of different signs, and I have to change my perspective because if if, if I'm instead of saying the same voice in, in in the city calling all my signs, they gonna know it's me. <laughs> so anytime somebody call, I'm not doing it initially when I answer the phone because I'm I'm gonna kind of fill it out, you know. Then that's when I try to kick in. Hold on, um, well let me put my partner on the phone real fast, and that's when I come in with my change of voice, not just right off top. You oh, see what I'm saying? I see. Yeah, because you don't want to answer with your this guy's voice if it's an actual seller you know right. someone that's honestly <laughs> so so that's the deal right so this is not easy i mean uh, some people they they sell you on seminars and things like that that hey wholesaling is the easiest thing to do right. and uh-uh you gotta you gotta fight the city you gotta fight the cops you gotta fight other wholesalers other bandit science installers um and then you know, you gotta know what to do on when you answer the the phone. Then you gotta be able to follow up and and have have the city or the police ever call from a legitimate property. Absolutely. And have you go there? And a seller, like a seller did that to me when I got in the game, man. That's why I take this serious because, like, um, one. You know, just like you said, you take signs from your neighborhood. Right. The seller was like this. I kept putting signs in this area. And it, it was like by Sonics and style. He like he owned the area. He said he don't like the trash in his neighborhood. So he used to always call my sign. I was like, man, if you take it down, I'm going to put it right back out there. So he got <laughs> smart and had his daughter to call me the number and had me to come to the house. But, you know. You know where I come from, man. You always scale and ride around mm -hmm. first. Yeah. So I always go at 30 minutes before then, and I seen the police um, get out and come inside the house, and the car was parked down the street. You see what I'm saying? And I, cause I, anytime I go to a house, I just go. I always go 30 minutes before. I yeah. just like to scale the neighborhood, man. And I seen it. I seen it happen. 
And I called back, and I'm driving by, I called back. I said, um, sir, um, is it possible that we can reschedule? And they was trying to beg me to come to the appointment. Like, man, we, we you know, we, we, we ain't going to have no other time. Can you come right now? Because we're going to go out of town, we, we, and we ain't going to better sell the house then. So they was trying to get me to come to the house to figure out who I was because I kept putting signs in the neighborhood. So when I went through that process, I said, you know what? I'm going to start disguising myself, you know, instead of, you know, uh, telling people. Because I did tell that guy my name at the time. He knew I was Robert. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get known because m- most people want to get recognition off top. You know, you know that's why people say uh, this such and such company. And if you're using banner signs, they're going to automatically log you in. Because it, the city, when they called on s- several of my signs, they say, I called you before because they log you in. And she said, man, I called you two months ago with this number. Um... I'm gonna find you when I see you in in those fines. They find you on each sign. Yeah, I, you see what I'm that, saying. That's what the cop so, told me. Yeah, so that's the whole perspective <laughs> of me having different alternatives of voices because I want to kind of because from sellers, I mean from people in the community because I don't want them to know me and and they can pinpoint where I'm at. You know, because I you know so that's why that perspective came in. So so you you didn't show up to that house and. You know what happened afterwards? Did they call back again? Try yeah. to reschedule yeah. you in they, they, and all they, that? They, they kept calling, and I just didn't answer that call no more. But that that happened on several other um, te- um, other instances in my career as well. That people have called literally police, and you can't get in trouble. And one time, I just wanted to find out the process because mm-hmm. I said, "I know I'm doing good. I'm not doing anything illegal." You know, what I'm saying as far as as working, I know the signs is is. Probably not supposed to be there, but I had went through the process one time because um, when I was putting out signs before an officer stopped me and said, hey, don't put no signs out, you know what I'm saying? So I really wanted to see what was the consequences. Could Is this something that I can go to jail from? But he was just being, he patrolled that area. He said, man, people be telling me you be putting these signs out, but, you know, um, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So it's really no process to that from the police side. They were just trying to... F- Catch me to see who I was. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. Now let me ask. Let's get technical a little bit. So, if if you if you put a thousand bandit signs mm-hmm. right in a week, right? How many calls do you get from those bandit signs? Man, I get so many calls. Man, I get seller calls, investor calls, owner finance, owner finance calls, and uh, mixed in with people that want to learn real estate. So, man, I'm I'm averaging. At least in a week, man, I'm getting like 30, 30, 30 calls, 20, 25, 30 calls. So man. that's 30%. 20, 20, uh, 3%. I mean, uh, 3%, 2 to 3% return on calls from bandit signs. That's good. That's I mean, very yeah. good. That's because of good. Because of how I orchestrate my marketing, it's down to the T. It's, it's, it's detail. I know where they're at, and I'm, I'm broad. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm putting them. Uh, and how I place them is how I get. A lot of calls because it's psychology like I told you guys I do a lot into the lower demographics and I do middle class and I do every intersection every freeway mostly and you know so you know those calls and I, I use traffic count maps to kind of put them in those high perspective areas where I know a lot of call, cars are gonna be riding by you see this is this is a lot more than just placing a bandit sign right He's looking into the traffic count. He's looking into the area. He's looking to, into what kind of corner he's putting his sign. There's a lot of thinking behind this. It's just not some, you know, putting your information on a sign and go sticking it up and hoping you get calls. And now, 
um, you know, now you're good. No, no, no. You know, there's a lot of thinking about where you're going to place the strategies. Am I, I'm, I'm, did I find a place where the police or the city is not bothering as much? And maybe you want to milk that place for a long time. Mm -hmm. So, man, I love this. Um, and now we know, we know stats, which is 2 to 3% calls. So, you know, if you want to make money on this thing and put a house under contract for wholesale or even if you're going to buy it or whatever, you got to go big. You can't just go throw 50 signs. I mean, you might get a call. Don't get me wrong. Get right? lucky. Yeah. But it's, it's the, the luck is going to play more on your side if that happens. But if you systematically go and throw thousands of signs every month, you're definitely going to be able to pick up some properties and, and, and move them and, and put them under contract. So, just Robert, just out of your mind, you know, uh, in your career, like thinking about how many signs have you ever done altogether? Myself? Yeah. Man, I If you had to come up with a number, because I know it's hard for you. To, nah, if you ask me how many letters I've sent, I'm like, okay, I lost nah, count. I can, I can remember that. Um, as far as signs I did by myself, you know what I'm saying? And no, but all together, from the ones you bought, from the ones you sent other people to do. It's thousands oh, of thousands of thousands, right? Man, that's a lot of signs. <laughs> <laughs> Just to think about it, I'm glad you expanded my mind because I'm going to go back and try to, like, backtrack. Because I could find all my receipts and stuff like that, see how many signs I bought, you know what I'm saying? Right. You buy them online or you find a local hardware store that – or um, – uh, what is it? Printing business that sell the song? Well, I, I got two different. Well, I got several locations where I get them from. It's just you know I try to, you know, use my influence on different yeah, people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I got um, I use a place called um, Resupply. That's where I get the um, all white ones from. Okay. I buy a pallet of twenty five hundred, so I get a deal, and the printed ones. That's where I'm buying the majority of them at. You know what I'm saying? Because I like to hit a lot of these intersections. Of where you know I'm gonna find the, you know the type of mindset people I'm looking for. Yeah. So, um, it's just f f for me, I like to buy in bulk because I get a deal. You know what I'm saying? And my strategy is consistency of how you guys do the letters. You know, yeah. you got to keep putting them out, even though if I'm not making no money, I got to keep my guys going because I need a solid team to keep going. Good deal. Good deal. So, so. So we cover how you do a bandit sign, how you put the bandit sign, we how you talk to the how police. How do these office. guys, the city or the police, <laughs> and by by any means, we're not encouraging you to do this. Hmm. We're just showing you what Robert has done. Okay, I actually got called by the police once. I spoke to them and I said, "Yes, sir, I'm on my way." And I went and took all the signs down. Exactly. <laughs> so, See, people like that, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. You see, they, they yeah. intimidated you, and that's why I changed I, I, my voice. I didn't get intimidated. The pro the issue at the time was that I did have a lot of property on the contract that I was oh. buying in the city itself. Okay. okay. So I said, do I really want to get the city on – because they, they know how they can get me with permits and things of that nature. So I was like, ah, I'm just going to go take them down because I don't want to risk all the rehabs that we're about to start. Right. Um. But if I was wholesaling, oh, yeah. <laughs> they would have never seen me around. <laughs> okay, so, so, but at the time I was trying to, because uh, they already knew who we were. That was the other okay. thing. So they, I was, we were trying just to protect our image, and that's how we learned that that was the wrong way to do a bandit sign. Because next time we're gonna do the yellow and black or whatever. Uh, not put it went, not, yeah. not put websites. Do not put yeah. an actual 
phone number that can be tracked to you. And, and the reason we did this is because we wanted to do something different. We were like, let's just do something. And we did pick up some houses out of those signs. Mm-hmm. So they were not a waste of money. You know, at the end of the day, we put, I think it was 2000 Yes. We put 2000 signs, and we've, mm-hmm. I guarantee we picked up at least three or four houses. Uh, those signs paid for themselves over and over again, especially with the last one we just did uh, that came from a bandit. We haven't placed a bandit sign in at least over six or seven months. Wow. And this week, we picked up a house from a bandit sign. I mean, tell me but that. these are different because uh, we, wh- what we do now is we put the bandit sign on our properties. Every time we buy a property, we put a sign in the yard in front saying, right. like, such and such bought this property. And people call up, you know, like the neighbors call up of that sign saying, hey, you bought this property at this neighborhood. We have another one that's similar that we want to sell. So right. it's our property. No one's going to call us saying you need to remove it because, again... We already own the house. We, what, we can what's, do whatever. what's the cost of a bandit sign? If you were going to get started, maybe like buy 100 bandit signs or something, how much money will you put into, uh, you know, if somebody call you and say, Robert, um, I want to I wanna do about 100 bandit signs, how much would it cost that person to do that, roughly? Okay, well, first, you know, you want to start off with bandit signs and stakes. Right. You know, uh, because a lot of people ain't going to have a lot of um, – execution points to put the poles right know, to do the poles so that's going to frustrate you because now you got to work harder you got to find poles in certain areas so uh, i recommend if you're going to start off to buy you a hundred bandit signs and hundred stakes and i haven't bought a small um, amount of in a long time so i, I think right now because i buy in bulk i think right now you're going to be looking at probably around 250 dollars or 300 dollars or something with the stakes right on 50 no, nah, that's, that's less than that. We're around $200, man, I'm Okay. Saying. Yeah. So you can invest $200 for about 100 bandit signs with the stakes, and then whatever time they're going to put into putting these bandit signs, which is 200 in, in – in, I mean 100 in one day right? Uh, or one night. Absolutely. Uh, you can make it happen. <laughs> and you know what? If you're trying to date a woman and, she, and you want to make her laugh, just go pick her up and have her help you put bandit signs and make you know see you. Oh, I did that. Man. Make it full of yourself. <laughs> you see, I'm the, I mean, this is like-minded individuals, right? He's like, we're, we're going to the movies. No, we're gonna do something. Can you exciting. drive for me? Absolutely. Can you drive for me? You're gonna see something funny. And she's like, what are you doing? This is how I make my money, baby. Yes. Boom. You know, <laughs> really? You make money off of that? Yes, yes, I do. Ricardo and I, I mean, this is a story. Ricardo and I went to hang bandit signs once. I think it was a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. During the day. We borrowed a truck because we didn't. My truck was busy. Uh, Dennis didn't have a truck. And we're like, man, we got 2,000 bandit signs. And we're like, what do we do? Let's just call somebody with a truck. So we borrowed somebody's yeah, yeah, truck. Yeah, 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 you're right. I remember now. <laughs> So we borrow a pickup truck, and the first sign took us like, or took me like one minute to hang. I mean, then by the end of the day, it was taking me what, like 15 seconds, it 20 was, seconds to hang the signs? Pa, pa, it was like pa, literally, pa. even before he stopped the truck, I was already out, right. got the stapler, put the sign, pa, 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 and, and, got then, in and the then car. It, it became a competition because we started 
and you were the one hanging the, the signs, right? And he, Dennis was scared to death, man. He would look, he would look to the sides like, what's going? You know, like I'm doing something bad, it's right? Like Body language. And then I'm videoing it from the truck because I'm driving, right? And I'm just having a blast, man. I'm taking videos of Dennis hanging these bandit signs, and I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna lose some weight today, you know? And we we had the we had the stapler thing, the the long one, right? And he's out there putting, you know, all the staples. And then I go, all right, man, he's getting better and getting better. And I was like, man, you this is too slow, man. And he's like, you get out there and do it. I said, really? Now, okay, let me go do it now. And I go there and I just put more effort into it. And I was going, pop, 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 pop. I said, you see, that's how you get it done, man. Right, right. And then, so <laughs> that day. Those we, videos are going to be. I mean, they're gonna work, be worth a lot of money in the future. You know, when yeah. we go back and no, but the, the <laughs> truth is, you know, that the one thing about Dennis and I and Robert as well is that we we walk the talk, man. We're not gonna go tell somebody go do this. I I told somebody one day. The guy comes to me and says, "Man, I need I need a job." He was driving Uber. I said, "You drive Uber? Yeah." I tell you what, man. Why don't you go do some bandit signs for us? You know, and what is that? And I said, and I showed him right. He said, is that legal? And I said, well, in some areas it's not, but I'm not going to send you there. I'm going to send you out of the city limits. That way, I don't put you in harm's way, okay? Uh, how many have you done? <laughs> and I was like, dude, I've done a lot. So, you know, I'm not telling you go to do something I'm not willing to do myself. And uh, But just so you know, that day, Dennis and I put at least, 150 signs maybe during the day where everybody's watching us yeah <laughs> and we're like we don't care man we're every sign we hang is like 10 grand coming in 10 grand coming in right <laughs> and you go and the sound the sound is actually good bah, 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 you know and then you look at us like man if the wind blows is that thing gonna stay there or not all right let me go hit it a couple of times more you know <laughs> But uh, we had a blast, and I think we rode around from, like, 8 o'clock in the morning all the way to, like, 7 in the evening. It was a whole day, And yeah. we still had, like, one more box left of uh, the state, actually, on the truck. And then Jose went and put some somewhere else. <laughs> he said, dude, what did I do with these signs? I said, just go put them up, you know? Right. So he went and put them up. But, um, but at the, the end of the day, we walked the talk, so we don't tell people to go do something we're not willing to do. We just changed our strategy a little bit on uh, from bandit signs to direct mailing because we could cover a lot more areas without having to physically go there and do this thing. Right. Um, but it is the easiest way to get started in wholesaling is by doing bandit signs. There's no. We might go do some in the future. Um, we we just we're not sure yet on maybe what now that Robert gave us some nuggets. We got some good ideas to pick up from. And hell, we we might even do, do some JVs with Robert to go get some of his guys, <laughs> absolutely. You know, to post some of ours and some of his, and we we'll share the wealth. But, anyways, bandit signs, you know, two to three percent um, return on calls. The thing is, those bandit signs do not stay there for too long. No. Um, so you, you have to systemize it. You have to systemize right. it. At the beginning, you're gonna have to hustle. Uh, but then later on, you can start like Robert does. He's got people that are on his team that go put him up. He'll they'll go and do the negotiations, and he'll he's a master negotiator on these things, anyways. Um, but um, that's how you you get started in this business, basically. Now, if you're more sophisticated than, or you got more money, <laughs> then you go into the direct mailing portion of it, which is either postcards or yellow letters. I personally don't like postcards. I like yellow letters. Because they got psychology, just like he said, if the handwritten one can connect with certain people, the printed one connects with other people, and 
and our letters are the same way. Which, by the way, this episode is sponsored by DirectMailOut.com. Go to DirectMailOut.com. You're going to get letters for 75 cents out the door with the stamp. And our letters got the good quality. Like, when people get it, they touch it, and they're like, man, we've gotten calls saying, I don't know why I call you because I get 200 of these every month. But I pick yours. And it's because of our material and our message in our letters. And you're going to have to tune in for the next episode to learn more about letters. But going back to Robert. So, Robert, now you master the bandit sign game. You master the disguising, you know, the whole nine yards. You're doing a lot of deals. You're, you're doing very well. You're now teaching other people. Right. How does that work? Well, in the perspective to share the process, I pretty much put them into it. Instead of, you know, I have them the market for people that want to come on the team to put out signs. I teach them how to do maps to kind of market area. So I teach them how to do the process and I get them some work to do instead of just just me doing it. So in order to teach other people, and we train all our people together. So anytime they bring on some new people, I go out there with them. We all go together to train them so it could be a repeatedly process. So now they have a, a systemized plan on how to how to start from square one, you know what I'm saying? So once you once you build a team, because eventually you you can only do so many by yourself. Yeah. You know, and and just to share to everybody, off my third deal, off a of bandit sign, I'll never forget I made ten thousand dollars. You know? There wow. you go. That's so, that's amazing. Some people most people in the US make an average of about thirty thousand dollars a year, uh, if that a year working a 48-hour job robert went and put some of these things and on his third deal he made 10 grand and i'm pretty sure what's the highest assignment you've made of a bandit sign off a bandit sign man um like fifty-five thousand. Fifty-five thousand. <laughs> so that's fi- amazing 55 we're about to do one for 72 yeah and, and, i mean and, and that's on a, off a bandit sign that came off somebody else's yard because that so bandit signs do work, people. They work. Absolutely. <laughs> they work. I love bandit signs. But let's man. let's meet um uh, Robert came here today with two of his um Yeah, he came mentors. with Matt, Matt and Bailey. Come on. <laughs> Matt and Bailey. So let's see uh, Come on, guys. how we can I want to I want to I want to get you on the microphone real quick. Bring your chairs. Become part of the process here with us. Um, that way actually just stay there in the middle, okay. Robert. But they he, they can squeeze okay. in in the middle here. Can squeeze uh, that's good. That's that's okay. fine. Go ahead. Go ahead, baby. We need to share so, microphones. Huh? We'll share microphones. They they don't they don't need that. They they okay. all they gotta do is get close to the mic. Okay, get close to the mic. So so I wanna ask you both a question. For, first of all, who's Matt and who's Bailey for the people that um I'm I mean I'm Bailey. That's Matt. That's <laughs> you, you see, <laughs> he 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 already you know he already playing it up for the cops you know in the city. That's he's part like, of the hey, he's, like, he's like I'm Matt and Matt's looking like what that, that tells you how good that's a good one. How you know, good Robert's <laughs> training is that they forget their names. Look, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get with Robert. We're gonna start selling some training because I'm liking this thing, man. You know he trains them so well they don't even say their name right you know <laughs> so anyways bailey and matt so what got you guys into real estate why why real estate what why wholesaling why do bandit signs why go to robert and say hey man can you share some knowledge can you point can you share the wealth 
What was it? How I met Robert, it was really through laws of attraction. I had just went to a real estate meeting and uh, I actually met him there and he came up to me. And uh, I don't know, I guess he just seen something in me. Some of you have asked him, but uh, he just seen me and he just knew I wanted it. And what, why, why real estate? Why do you say, okay, I'm going to go do some real estate and uh, I don't know, is it money? Is it wealth? Is it... Uh, it's, it's it's all those things at once. It's it's so many reasons why I chose that. Um, financial freedom, one thing. Uh, it's an indestructible business. I love that uh, yeah, indestructible uh, business. There you go. Yeah. Because even thing. even if he gets destroyed by a hurricane or uh, an right. earthquake or fire, it's gonna get built back up. Right, right, right. And uh, this business isn't one of those that'll always be here. No matter what, everybody gonna need a house and you could help people. Just all kind of reasons why I just chose this. It was just seemed like it was just something for me. Cool. How about you, uh, Matt? Well, um, I, I always wanted to get into real estate. I, want, I like the cash flow aspect of it. I like being able to help people. So I, I want my time. I want my time to be free so I can help people. So I always like that aspect of it. Uh, so I've been looking at real estate for a long time, and then I was looking, and I learned about wholesaling on YouTube and stuff like that. Then I had a professor. I got, I went to PV. I graduated from PV. Had a professor. So, so you got a bachelor's degree? Yes. On what? A bachelor's in psychology. And he he's out there hustling wholesaling. Yeah, yeah. It, I had a professor, Dr. BC. He was teaching wholesaling. Uh, Robert came and spoke at at one of his seminars. I didn't even get to see Robert because I, I missed that day. But I heard about him. I called him. I just kept on calling him. I, I was call, I called him for months, just trying to get information out of him. You I, see I how to. you see how hard it is to get with Robert, man. I mean, Robert yeah. is a very busy man, right? And and uh, these these guys, they saw something here and said, you know what? I want Robert to teach me how to do this right. And today, um, you know, they're sitting here basically talking to our audience on why they got in it and, 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 and you know what got it to them and the struggles to get with Robert for them for Robert to teach them how to do it. And it doesn't mean that you guys are gonna struggle getting in touch with Robert by not, by any means. Robert wants to make sure that you are persistent. That way it's his time is valuable uh, or your or, or, or your persistence is gonna be valued enough for him to say, you know what, I'm gonna give this person a try. So so have you done any bandit signs? Have you gone out there? Yeah, yeah. Post went, them? Yeah, I went out there, you know, a lot of times doing bandit signs. All right. How about you, Matt? Yes, I, I've done bandit signs. Really how I got started with my marketing was I was just putting notes on doors just saying I want to buy this house. I'll pay cash. And just Door hangers. Them. Yeah. I, it was just little sticky notes, big pink sticky notes, putting them on doors. And I was actually getting calls. That's how I was getting my first appointments. Wow. And then he was saying he would come to an appointment with me, so I was like, I got to get some more appointments so he can come meet me. So Pink sticky notes. Yeah, <laughs> All right, so if you're not buying houses, if you're not wholesaling, if you're not doing any of these things, you don't have it. You don't have the drive because these guys are out there hanging sticky notes into people's doors saying, I want to buy your house, and that's how they got some deals. So, so... I'm, 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 that's like the mini bandit sign. Yeah, that's the very mini. But and it's very not offensive because people look at it and say, oh, they put this thing here. I'll just throw it away. But the ones that really need that help, they're going to call. They're going to oh, bend. If they got, this guy came in and put a sticky note, you know, 
I want to talk to him. What what does he have to offer in, in the whole nine yards? So how how many I'm not gonna talk about how many deals you guys have done or anything like that, but when was the last time you guys closed on a deal that you picked up out of a bandit time? Oh uh, this Monday. week. This week. <laughs> this week. This week. All right. How this much money you made? Uh well, how I did it, I had made uh eight hundred dollars cause what I settled what I did in a deal. Okay. Basically from what I brought to it. But uh it was still a close. What about you? Yeah, I I made four hundred off of that deal and we just split the profits based off all all the work we did and what parts we played in the role. So But what you gotta do is do about ten of those. Yeah. You do right. ten of those a Absolutely. week. You're looking at four G's, man. Four thousand dollars, eight thousand dollars in your case, four thousand dollars in your case. Keep on getting bigger as well, because we're gonna play right. bigger parts in those right. in those deals. It's just got to get some traction. We taking action, right. getting stuff done. So and that's we, all that matters. Just building momentum on it. And, and what, what's, what's the biggest check you guys have made? The biggest check I've made. I've made a thousand so far. Well, that was mine so far. That was yours, because you just started, right? Like, right, right. Yeah, I'm learning as I go. Right. All right. All right. Four hundred dollar check that day. He got yeah. a thousand. So oh, so you guys made a thousand dollar? Well, he yeah. in between both of you. He did a thousand and he did eight hundred and four hundred. Right. And yeah. he did a thousand and four hundred. Okay. And basically, right. how I set it up is I pay for the marketing, and instead of me buying it or, or calling somebody, if I don't buy. It, I, I pretty much start calling my buyers, but I pass it to them. And based off the structure, that's how we do the percentage. Yeah, that was the percentage. It's yeah. the same thing we do. We, so so they are they are sort of like acquisitions and, and, and dispositions in our case, right? which is about the same thing. If, if we would have wholesale a deal that was 10000 that's probably what they would have made. Yeah, it was a $4,000 deal. And, and, and oh, they made good money. That's 30%. And let me show that. And I, I went up just so they could get value. And let me share this with people. Um, if you got a team, sometimes you got to take a hit for the team because I actually had somebody at a high price that I could have made 10000 but I took 4000 because they brought the buyer. Right. So I wanted them to feel the process so they won't get defeated. Because I know if you're starting out, if you don't got nobody like Ricardo or Dennis or myself, you're going to get defeated because you got to go out there and push the marketing. But if you got people who got marketing coming in, you can play your roles. Mm -hmm. And that's what they did. They brought the bias. And it, they um, he's on the Internet all the time. He's driving all the time. So they correlate to bring the deal together. Cool, man. Well, it's nice to meet you guys. I appreciate you uh, sharing your experience. I'm pretty sure you got a bright future ahead of you uh, in this real estate business, and especially with having a mentor like Robert, um, because he's he's the real deal. He's not, you know, he walks the talk, he puts his money where his mouth is, and uh, you're gonna be doing the same because you're gonna be able to mirror the same thing uh, he's doing. But, um, anyways, I think uh, it's been a good show today, Dennis. Thank you for the props. Yeah, it it, it was fun. Uh, we did this bandit sign. We we might touch up on bandit signs again in the future, um, and I'm pretty sure we'll invite Robert back. But um, anyhow, can I share, can I share one thing? Yes, you sir. Um, you know, for people that's got a little budget and you and you're looking to go and expand, what I have got good info on as far as me tweaking this market because I, I I dominate in a lot of markets. You gotta sometimes because when people see we. Some people see that as, okay, that's a lot of people I'm dealing with. But if you put a name in front of it, it yeah. builds more rapport. 
And I get that from people. Hey, Rob. Hey, Matt. Hey, James. You know, I got different names, about five or six names around Houston. <laughs> so you might not never know who yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you just met the, the guy with, uh, with a thousand faces or names. <laughs> yeah, the guy with a thousand names one by the time. <laughs> So what he's saying instead of saying we buy houses, put like Joe or or Steve or whoever buys houses, and people might relate more to that. Right. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being out there. I hope you enjoy this show. You learn something about bandit signs and you get to work. Okay. Um, with that being said, thank you, Robert. Thank you, guys. Again. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Bailey, for showing up here and sharing your experience. I'm pretty sure you're going to add a lot of value to the community because you're going to help a lot of people out of their situations uh, by doing what you're doing. So this, this is not just about money. This is about adding adding value into other people's lives. Uh, and for the most part, when you're wholesaling houses or, or, or selling houses to other investors or you're buying the house yourself, you're actually helping someone get out of a bad situation, whether it is that they cannot um, fix their property because it's got too many repairs they're behind on taxes, behind on the mortgage, um, or they just inherited the property and they don't want to deal with it. This is what wholesalers and real estate investors do. Um, we help people transition out of their issues and their challenges in life by taking their properties and adding value to the community by either wholesaling it or you know fixing it up. Or for the most part, it's going to end up getting fixed up unless unless there is other things in place. But I don't want to get into that right now. We're gonna to talk to. We're actually gonna to talk to Landon uh, in the next show. Oh, that's wonderful. He's he gonna talk a lot about owner financing and things of that nature. So he's a master at that. I, I spoke Super to him. Master. I was on the phone with Landon until one o'clock in the morning a couple of nights ago. Oh yeah. Just sharing sharing value, um, and and um, I invited him to the show. I need to still um, you know get together with him. But on the next show, we're gonna have Landon. And uh, he's going to tell us a lot about how he does owner financing and also about his events that are coming up. So with that being said, Dennis. No, before we leave, if someone needs to get in contact with uh, Robert, um, his phone number is 281-305-3106. Um, so, you know, you just get in touch with him. And I'm pretty sure Robert will bring a lot of value like he's doing in Matt's and Bailey's life. So with that being said subscribe share the program if you found this uh, very interesting just make sure you share it with your friends family and um, hit like and and give us a rating on on youtube five uh, stars man five stars yeah, we don't take anything less than that <laughs> all right so with that we want to thank robert again our second or first repeat uh uh, uh you know in in vt how do you say that? invite invite, invite. Anyway, uh, thank you very much, everyone. Have a good one, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for listening and watching RenovatingRichesRadio.com. Find us and give us a like and five-star review on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and any other social network you can find us. RenovatingRichesRadio.com.